everyone. I'm Abby, and I can't stop buying packages off Amazon. And I'm Jenny, and I read way too much smutty erotica. Welcome to Blame It on the Badge. Your weekly vagina talk with your besties. This week, we're doing a special Halloween episode mm. that's going to air two days after Halloween. In the meantime, how's your badge this week, Abby? Is it spooky? My vag was very appropriate because it was bloody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And actually, it's at the very end of it, so it works out. But um, luckily, nobody saw the blood, so (laughs) (laughs) that could have been your costume. You could have just been bleeding everywhere. (laughs) I know. I know. And it's so funny because my oldest said that hers started last night, which I thought was funny. Mine ended, hers started right on Halloween. Also, um, I overheard this morning my two youngest were talking. So one, they're both in third grade. One is nine, one is eight. And the eight-year-old goes, I want to teleport. And then the other one goes, the nine-year-old goes, yeah, yeah, it's teleportation. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, like trying to really like muffle my laughing. It was so cute. Like, yes, teleportation. That's what it is. <laughs> Everybody loves that teleportation. Yes, especially Jenny. <laughs> Jenny likes the audio teleportation. Yes. <laughs> How's your veg this week, Jenny? Oh, my God. (laughs) I finally stopped bleeding, number one. And number two, I actually fucking got some. Like, in real life, with another person in the room. Yay. Yay. How long has it been? Oh, my God. Way, way (laughs) too long. (laughs) Way too long. But... Oh, my God, I broke the dry spell. So I'm a little sore this morning, but it was amazing. Did you get that bag of peas out? Oh, yeah, I'm sitting on it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yay. Yes, so my badge is very, very happy and content right now. I had cheek filler put in last week. Uh, Restylane. I went with this time, and because I have done Juvederm in the past, and it was way too expensive up here, I wasn't sure about the Restylane. So I sent my injection bestie a text message to ask her about the Restylane because I was nervous about it, and she sent me back a text message. I went in last week and put new talks in my neck and upper lip. I hate the feeling of my upper lip. Avoid that one. It is supposed to do the same thing as fillers, but now I can't suck a straw or a penis. Not cool. Not disclosed. (laughs) So, besties, if you want to suck a dick, New Talks is not for you. There's your new slogan, New Talks. You're welcome. (laughs) She said it was a rude awakening because she didn't find out. Until the middle of it. So, so it feels different. I guess it relaxes your lips. 
is what I'm guessing entirely. Sort of like the Botox does, which is why you try to avoid it in that area. Well, it stinks. It does because she particularly enjoys giving them. So is it just like flappy lips? (laughs) No suction is what it sounds like. The best part of the (laughs) blowjob. Real slobbery, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) There go all our male listeners. No, guys, you need to tell your your partners. You need to rec- if if they don't listen to this, just be like, hey, if you're gonna go get your lips done, don't get what's it called? New talks. New talks. Yeah. Or if you're gonna get your lips done, be prepared to use your feet. <gasps> yeah. Having Once they go feet, they won't go back. <laughs> yeah, Josh and I'll teach it. Like the that Sex in the City episode, don't they teach them how to do something with the guy? Jack him off, or I can't remember. I just remember he like ejaculates all over everybody or something <laughs> in the class. That's when you need those shamu protectors for the front row. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Get those towels, ladies. This week, we have our Halloween episode. We're going to start with Screaming Jenny. Oh. She resides or haunts Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. Mm. The railroad reached Harper's Ferry in 1833. So as they were building the railroad... Back in the 1800s, sheds were built and they would, little towns would pop up around the areas with storage sheds for all of the supplies. And once that area, those sheds would end and the poor people would eventually move in and take over the shacks. And one of these people was poor Jenny. (laughs) Poor Jenny. <laughs> because she's actually a pauper poor, but also she's going to die. So she's poor Jenny. Get yeah. it? Get it. <laughs> but um, get it. <laughs> On a particularly cold evening in late autumn, Jenny started a fire to warm herself. And as she huddled close to it, a spark flew onto her skirt and caught fire. Oh, yeah. I guess they she, didn't have, did they have stop, drop, and roll back then? They weren't teaching it at that time. <laughs> so poor Jenny didn't know that that may have put it out. Of course, if she wore one of those crinoline hoop skirts, that never would have worked anyway. Right. I mean, you're just like up in flames. She would have been a rolling snowball or fireball. <laughs> That might have made it even more terrifying. So Jenny burst from her shack and ran along the railroad track, screaming for help as flames engulfed her body. Oh, no. Her screams became blood-curdling. She staggered onto the tracks, a ball of fire. A train rounded the curve and hit her. Oh, my God. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. 
hearing her screams and her agony. Oh. She was given a pauper's funeral and buried in an unmarked grave in the churchyard. Everyone forgot about Jenny. Until a month later, when a train was rounding the curve and spotted a screaming ball of fire in the middle of the tracks. The conductor screeched to a halt, jumped out, searching for the mangled, burning body he just hit. But there wasn't one. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. Jenny's ghost had returned to haunt the tracks. And the engineers today don't like going through that area on a night that's super misty because they still say that they see her. Oh, to this day. Yes. Do you watch scary movies? I'm not a huge fan. I've seen some. Uh, To me, the scariest ones are the ones that we remake from Japan. (gasps) Yes. Things like The Grunge and stuff like that. Yeah, I have seen The Grudge. So, did I call it The Grunge? You called The Grunge. (laughs) I think The Grunge you're thinking of is that horror movie where the girl's in flannel and, like, the dark lipstick screaming and running from Nirvana. (laughs) Not The Grudge with the death rattle. She smells like teen spirit. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I figured it would be fitting to take one from Japan since they have some of the most horrifying, scary legends out there. So we're going to talk about Kuchisaki Anna. Okay. She is the slit-mouthed woman. (gasps) That's what it stands for. Mm -hmm. She's appeared in live-action films, anime, and video games. Okay. She is a Japanese urban legend and she's also in their folklore. And the rumors of her started in the 1970s. Okay. Her mouth is sliced from ear to ear. Ooh. And she appears only to chase and torment children. Ooh. She hides her deformity with the help of a surgical mask. So look out right now. Oh, my God. It's it the COVID. Exactly. Coochie, whatever her name is. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something you get from dating websites, Abby. Coochie. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think the COVID Coochie wears a mask. I think that's how you get it. That's how you get it. <laughs> but this is totally like, oh, you could turn this into some sort of like scary thing to scare your kids into wearing their masks. <laughs> The coochie, the COVID coochie lady is going to get you if you don't wear your mask. That's going to be a note home from the teacher. (laughs) That's going to be a parent-teacher meeting. (laughs) She taught all the kids in the class about COVID coochie. (laughs) We need to have a talk. (laughs) What is going on in your house? (laughs) So she hides her deformity with the help of a surgical mask. But when she finds a child alone, she pulls the mask away and asks, do you think I'm beautiful? If they say no, she slashes at them with scissors. If they say yes, she slices their face from ear to ear to resemble her own. What if they say 
I'm not really sure. <laughs> she does both. Scissors and face. <laughs> That's when you get the COVID coochie. When you're not really sure. Not sure. <laughs> yeah, fear of her was so intense that children would go from home to school and school to home in groups for safety. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a good Abby imitation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was. I can see her being that thing in the basement that you're scared, like when you're running up the stairs and you're like tripping because you have to go so fast because something's behind you. With, sliz- with slizzers. With slizzers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she scared me so bad I can't talk. I know. Next up is the White Lady of Union Cemetery. Ooh. She's from Easton, Connecticut. Union Cemetery is one of the most haunted cemeteries in the United States. Ooh. It's a 400-year-old graveyard, and it was investigated by famed paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren. Are they the Conjuring or the Annabelle people and the Conjuring people? Yes, Abby. They're the Annabelle people. <laughs> <laughs> Conjuring people. Thanks, Jenny. You're welcome. That's what librarians are for. Yep. There's a book written about it. Graveyard. True hauntings from an old New England cemetery. Now, there are two ghosts there that it's most famous for. One is called Red Eyes. And we're not going to talk about Red Eyes because we're trying to be gender specific for our vagina podcast so red eyes is actually kind of boring please don't haunt me red eyes because i said that but red eyes just appears staring at you from the bushes and it's only the red eyes so the white lady is a lot more fun so she's called the white lady because she wears blue (laughs) Black. (laughs) black just kidding she wears black she's called the white lady because she's white and she wears black No, she wears a white dress and she has long black hair. She's spotted in three separate places. Sometimes she's floating through the graveyard. Other times she's sitting atop a headstone looking sullen. But she's most famous for diving out in front of moving cars on Route 59 for the last 70 years. So they swerve and they jump out of the car to look for the body of the woman that they just hit. And there's no one there. Ooh, creepy. Yes. How did she die? Legend says she is the spirit of a woman who was murdered in the 1940s. After she killed her husband. Ew. Yes. Others say she was a woman killed at the turn of the 20th century. Her body dumped in a sinkhole behind the church. Oh. And the third theory is that it's the ghost of a woman who died during childbirth and is roaming the earth searching for her lost child. Hmm. So we're not sure who exactly she is. We're not. And... It was interesting doing the research on hauntings, on female hauntings, how many of them, the story was unknown, but people always connected them back to a lost child, a dead child, a missing child. Yeah, it does seem like that. It's like our lot in life. 
Always connected to those damn kids. Right. Hours of investigation have drummed up entire folders of unexplained images, audio recordings of a woman screaming through the cemetery, and videos of strange white mists. Mm. Have you ever played Bloody Mary? Yes. I remember doing it in elementary school. Yeah. In the bathroom at school. Oh, my God. You did it in the bathroom at school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember. It wasn't that. dark enough out for her to appear. Oh, we were in a very old school, and um, some of our bathrooms didn't have windows, so we would turn the lights off. What the fuck, Abby? An yeah. elementary school? Yeah, because it used to be like a high school, the elementary school that we were in, and so it was. I mean, they they recently just tore it down because it was falling apart. And, um, yeah, so so we would go in there and turn the light out and do it. Oh, my God, that's so creepy. <laughs> yeah, it is creepy. Did she ever appear? Oh, I don't know. Probably. Yes. Yes, she did. <laughs> <laughs> she murdered one of my friends. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, that friend now haunts the school. Yes. We used to play it at slumber parties. So you go in the bathroom, for anyone who doesn't know, go in the bathroom, turn off the lights, and chant Bloody Mary three times, and she appears. We're not telling you to do that, disclaimer. We're telling you that's how it was played. So if you choose to do this and Bloody Mary slashes you, you can't sue us because we told you not to, to conjure her. Right. Do you do it in the mirror? I almost feel like you did. It, she appears in the mirror. Yeah. And comes out of the mirror or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to like look in the mirror when you do it. We would. Or cover your eyes and then open or yeah, it's something like that. Spin. Yes. That's what it was. Spin I think we spun too. Three times while we mm-hmm. said Bloody Mary, and three then times. on the third time, boom, she appeared in the mirror. Oh my god, that's so creepy. I would know I can't believe I did that. She said that she was coming after us. Yeah. In some accounts, they said she was holding a dead baby. Ew. We see it's always a baby though. It's always a child, a baby, something. Right. This one makes sense though, because I never knew the background of Bloody Mary. That's yeah, what was yeah. interesting about researching this. It was based on Queen Mary the First. She was the only child of King Henry VIII and Catherine of Aragon. At 17, her father had his marriage to her mother annulled Mm -hmm. because he had no male heir. And Mary was then forbidden to see her mother ever again. Her stepmother, Anne, pressed Parliament to declare Mary illegitimate so that her own daughter had a better line to succession, and Anne succeeded. So Mary now stood last in line to the throne. She was called Bloody Mary for several reasons, beginning with being plagued since her teens with terrible menstrual pains in irregular cycles. Oh. That fucking sounds familiar. Man, poor thing. They later attributed it to her physical and her psychological stress. No, she probably just had 
what is it, PCOS or one of those? Right, exactly. She's just a normal female. So, Jenny, what was the date of Queen Mary's reign? I'm glad you asked that, Abby, because I have that information available for you. Thank you. She reigned from July of 1553 until November of 1558. Perfect. She also had deep and frequent bouts of depression, which, of course, she would if you had really bad menstrual pains, irregular cycles, could never see your mother again, and your stepmother fucking hated you so much she went to Parliament and had you thrown to the back of the line. Yeah. She eventually, though, despite all of this, managed to take the throne in 1553 when she was 37 years old. Mary eventually took the throne in 1553 at 37 years of age. She promptly married Philip of Spain in hopes of conceiving an heir. He was 10 years younger than her. Mm. She was totally smitten with him. He was not as into her. Yeah. Yeah. I guess she didn't read that one book. He's just not that into you. She didn't. Somebody needed to give her a clue. Nevertheless, he was honorable in that he did his duty to impregnate Mm. her. Okay. Two months into their marriage, Mary was declared preggers. Mm. Go get that baby. Yep. The public, though, was suspicious of her sudden good fortune. Because her entire life, she'd had shit for luck, and suddenly she's on the throne, she (laughs) lands a guy 10 years younger, and boom, she's got the baby she wants. Mary, we're just not buying it. Uh Uh-oh. It was customary back then that prior to pregnancy, they would go into a private chamber and be confined for six weeks before their expected due date. Mary was due May 9th. So six weeks in advance, she went into the private chamber. The big due date arrived, but the baby didn't. She and her servants proposed a miscalculation Hmm. of delivery date. They settled on a new one a month away. Uh Uh-oh. So she got to spend another four weeks, during which time false rumors were spreading Some claimed the queen had given birth to a boy. Others stated she died during childbirth or that her swollen stomach was a tumor and not a baby. And Mary said, it's not a tumor. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) She sounded sounded a lot like Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is probably why her husband wasn't as into her. Yeah, because he probably visited her when he was the Terminator. He went back in time. And he came and he took the baby. Yeah. Our Bloody Mary story is way cooler. Yes, it is. Around late May, her belly began to shrink. How fucking embarrassing. June and July came and went. (gasps) By August, Mary left the confines of her private chamber childless. Oh, no. What happened? She believed God was punishing her. Oh. England was divided between Protestants and Catholics. You're not going to go in a minute. 
Mary was determined to unite her people under the one true religion. She signed an act that would result in the Marian persecutions. It was 240 men and 60 women sentenced as Protestants and burned at the stake, which earned her the name Bloody Mary. Ah. That's what she thought God was punishing her for. As well, he should. Oh, she did this before she had the baby? Yes. Okay. Or, quote, baby, before she was pregnant. Before she was pregnant. So then he was punishing her for that by not giving her the baby. Yes. So it's been theorized that it was either a phantom pregnancy, which occurs when a person is so determined to become pregnant, they actually trick their own body into believing that it is. Mm -hmm. Or endometrial hyperplasia which is often a precursor to uterine cancer and that sort of goes in line with her rumored low appetite and lifelong history of irregular periods oh yeah she announced another pregnancy that turned out to just be menopause no (laughs) and she died the next year at 42 presumably from uterine or ovarian cancer. Oh. And that is our Bloody Mary. Well, I can see why she's holding a baby then in the. A dead baby? As a ghost, yeah. So when does it say when this whole Bloody Mary thing started? Like as far as like in the bathroom and stuff? No. Getting her to come. None of the reports said that. It just said this is who Bloody Mary actually Right. That'd be interesting to try. I'm sure they don't know. I'm sure it's been lost. Because it was so long ago. Maybe that's what Screaming Jenny was running from. (gasps) From Bloody Mary. She did the Bloody Mary thing in her shack. Yes. And it caught her on fire. Yeah. She set her on fire. Bloody Mary did. Or she lunged at her out of yeah. the mirror. Yeah. And Jenny actually fell backwards into the into fire. the fire. Yes. Rolled out, but she was wearing crinoline, so it right. was super flammable. And she just went running down yeah. the tracks and, and she, then into the track. Right. And she couldn't tell anybody that it was Bloody Mary because she got hit by the train. That's right. And the it's reason that she ran to the train instead of running towards the river that was right there (laughs) because La Llorona was standing there waiting for her at the river. And who is that? The weeping woman. I was first told this legend at a slumber party from a Mexican friend. Now I want to say that she's Mexican because she will kick my ass if I call her Latina or Hispanic. She's very adamant. She's extremely proud of her Mexican culture. So she has to always be Mexican-American, not Latina. And this, the legend of La Llorona came, was something that came from her mother and her mother grew up in a very small village in the mountains um, in Mexico. So cool. Yes. 
So this is her version of the story because there are several different versions of the story. The version that I was told that had us all captivated, we were sitting in a circle with the lights off and she was whispering the story because my parents were asleep and we didn't want them to wake up and come out. And we had a candle lit on the fucking shag carpeting that kept falling over because no one was smart enough to get a plate (laughs) or a piece of Tupperware to set the fucking thing in. Oh my God. Or a glass bowl. So someone always had to be in charge of the candle that was in the middle of us. I just remember that too. So long ago, there was a woman named Maria and she was from a poor family but her beauty won her a very wealthy husband. She married him, and then they had two children. Eventually, the marriage bed grew cold. It's not funny an eight-year-old saying that, the marriage <laughs> grew cold. Thinking back now, that's hilarious. Like, did you even know what that meant? And nobody knew. We acted like we did, though. We were like, oh. Everyone goes, oh. <laughs> The marriage bed went cold. He would come home and only speak to the children, and he would ignore Maria. She was very sad. That is sad. One day, when she was walking the children home, she saw her husband pass with another woman in the carriage. Oh, no. Yes. She was enraged. Oh, wait, I forgot a part of the story. With another woman in the carriage. Oh, no. I'll cut that. I'm not sure. (laughs) Can we please keep that in? (laughs) He stopped the carriage and he spoke to the children, but he ignored Maria. With the other woman in the carriage? Yes. Yes. Asshole. Ballsy as fuck. Right? Enraged, Maria grabbed the children, drug them down to the river, and drowned them both. What the fuck? But she regretted it immediately, crying out, Ay, mis hijos! Mm. Oh, my children. And she drowned herself. When she arrived at Heaven's Gate... She wasn't allowed to enter. Yeah. She was banished to purgatory on earth until she could find her lost children. Oh, you mean the children didn't get there? Oh, well, I guess they're in purgatory, too, because that happens to children. I think the children went to heaven and she's in purgatory just looking for them. Oh, well, yeah, if they were Catholic, Which, they should have gone to heaven. Right. And it explains. Been baptized. Exactly. And it also explains the rest of the legend. So she floats over and near bodies of water in her white funeral gown, weeping as she searches for her kids. And if you stumble upon her as a child, she will grab you and drag you into the water and try to drown you. Because she's trying to find the kids. Yes. Get their spirit. Yes. And my friend said her her older sisters were so scared 
of La Llorona that they would not go out. They would not sneak out of the house at night. See, I I bet it was a cautionary tale, first of all, to get them not yes. to go out, but yeah. also to get them not to go near the water mm-hmm. so they don't accidentally fall in and drown. And I bet it was the grandparents who came up with it because mm-hmm. grandparents are always smart like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is the tale of La Llorona. Aw. And that's it. There is our Halloween episode. Well, I hope you all had fun with that, and I hope you had a good Halloween as well. I don't know about you all, but we had good weather where we were. Did you trick-or-treat? We did. We did social distancing, trick-or-treating. Was there Were there a lot of kids out? There were a lot of kids out, and there were a lot of people... And for the most part, everybody was pretty good. They put the like buckets of candy in the driveway or on a table. And then either they weren't out or people were sitting out farther away from it. So there's only a few people that didn't have masks or something and were handing out candy. And we tried to avoid those. But for the I most had, part, in our neighborhood, everything was, was really good. That's awesome. I had a date. Otherwise... I had wanted to sit on my porch and throw candy at the kids as they walked <laughs> by and create like a new Halloween game. I bet you a Snickers and a Reese's that I can get this packet of Skittles in Captain America's pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> Although I would have hit the kids mostly and traumatized yeah. them. Nah, they don't care if they're getting hit by candy. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, man, it's candy. More. Hit me again. Yeah, do it again. (laughs) But uh, we were kind of hoping this will start a new trend and this is just how it'll be. So then the kids don't have to go up to the door and ring the doorbell and people can just be out in their driveways with buckets of candy. Right. You know. I just feel like that seems warmer, too. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of, it was a lot of like younger people. I think a lot, sometimes the older people, it's harder for them to break from tradition Mm -hmm. of actually, you know, ringing the doorbell, being there and handing it out, that type of thing. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. You can reach us at blameitonthevag at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook. You can send us a message on Facebook if you want. We're on Instagram and we are sometimes on Twitter. Keep sending in your Ask Abby questions. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.